are listening to the Story Embers podcast, a podcast dedicated to guiding and inspiring Christian storytellers to glorify God with excellent craftsmanship. I'm your host, Grace Livingston, and welcome to episode 25, Writing Realistic Children. I'm Grace Livingston. I'm Josiah DeGraff. I'm Rolina Hatfield. And I'm Dale Slam. And today we're continuing our theme on how to write realistic characters. Last month, Josiah, Hope, and Brandon tackled parents. And this month, we're taking a look at the other end of the spectrum with children. Children are such an important part of our story worlds, but it's easy to mess them up when trying to depict them sometimes. Let's start off with some examples. What are a few errors that you guys see writers falling into when trying to depict children? There are two errors that come to mind in my book. One is the overly pretentious, I'm basically an adult child that doesn't really seem like a child at all. Nathaniel Hawthorne in The Scarlet Letter, I feel like is a prime offender of this as the the character of Pearl in the story. Yeah, every time she opens her mouth to speak, I'm like, Hawthorne does not know how to write children. And yeah, I know he has kids, I almost feel like you need to spend more time around kids because children are not so, I don't know, they're not as intelligent and and, and witty as as he wants to to portray Pearl as. Um, But, you know, on the other hand, you know, the other, you know, the other error I sometimes see, you know, is, you know, the, the children who really just don't know anything when they're just emotional and, and obstacles to everything going around. And it's like children are, children are not, you know, you know, super geniuses and are not necessarily super witty, but they are clever. They are intelligent. And, you know, speaking as a teacher, they know more and pick up more than they let on. So avoid either extreme. I'm going to say that children are the gifts of God and the henchmen of the devil. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, some people will write them as being very, I guess, morally simplistic and especially innocent or just bubbly. It's like, please shut up. <laughs> Have you ever seen a two-year-old? Like They are hitting their sister all the time. So please don't lie to us. We need the truth. Um, you two definitely touched on my biggest pet peeve when it comes to reading about children or even watching them in films. Um, And that would definitely be that children are much more complex than just having one fixed characteristic about them. Um, I definitely think about uh, probably extreme example, but when I watch Disney series or Disney channel movies, like the children are always portrayed kind of like Josiah was saying, is like preteens. Like this is a seven-year-old, not a 12-year-old. And they're not going to be that consistently sassy anyway. So just one characteristic that they usually clamp down on and let that child only be that. But children are much more expressive than that. And like Josiah mentioned, they pick up on a lot more than what you think. So children are very smart. Um, But they're, they're just, they're, they're the most curious, random, innocent, blunt people in the world. And so they're much more complex than just having one characteristic. They're, they are, they're like little adults in the making, but they come from a different, a different perspective, a different season in life. But that's my biggest pet peeve is when they're just one characteristic that they have through the entire story. They're much more complex than that. 
Mm. I really like that one thing you brought up, really, about children being being random, is that you know reminds me of some of the conversations we've had you know before on the difference between adult humor and kind of teen you know teenager or you know child humor, and how you know the the younger someone is, the more random you know their humor tends to be. You know, how many times have you had a conversation with? It would mean, you know, my younger you know, siblings, since I still have a number of them, or maybe you know, other children in your life, where they're laughing about something, it's it, you just don't get it, you know? It's it's not funny. It's just really weird and random. Elementary school years, even high school years, you know, some of my high schoolers and the things that they, they laugh, I'm, I'm like, I, I just don't get it. The randomness of it all. And I think the reason why it's random is because children are still learning the rules of the world, so to speak. They're trying to figure out, you know, how do conversations work? What social norm, you know, they haven't figured out what social norms they should live by and how to, you know, speak in the way that's expected. And so they're just deeply unexpected, not because they're necessarily chaotic, but because they haven't learned social rules yet. And so I think keeping that in mind, remember, you know, that children are, you know, are going to be a bit unpredictable because they haven't learned to act in the predictable ways those of us who are adults already live by is an important part of treating them realistically, is embracing the awkwardness and the randomness and the unpredictability of childhood. Mm, I love that. I love what you said about that. Um, definitely, it's when we're coming and writing about children is keeping in mind that they do lack that life experience. So they're, when you're writing through the eyes of a child or even about them, Think about coming at it through the lens of they're exploring, they're exploring life because um, most experiences are going to be new for them. And I also, as much as they are talking about them being random, like one, I used to nanny and one um, thing I loved about children was that one moment they could be laughing about that ridiculousness and they're just acting like a giddy child and it's, it's adorable. And then the next moment you ask them, one time I asked a little boy what he was thinking, and he gave me the most profound answer I have ever heard from a six-year-old about what he was thinking and how six-year-olds function, because I wanted to know what he was thinking as a child. And so they they just they they're so complex. There's there's not one certain thing that you can say that a child will act like. They're very unpredictable. So just to remember that they're coming at life through that lens of exploration and trying new things. Uh, Rowena, you mentioned that children are unpredictable. Definitely true. Uh, though I feel like there's a sense in that they they can become almost uh, monomaniacs about certain things. Like I think when I was maybe seven or so, boy, Legos were everything, weren't they? I was uh, thinking about Legos and playing with Legos. And I learned economics through trading Legos. And uh, everything was Legos when I was seven. <laughs> and... Uh, I guess now that I'm 21, everything's writing, but I, I'm a little <laughs> more balanced in the way I present, I suppose, and that um, while I may be obsessed about certain things, I will try to hold back on them to a certain degree, whereas with a ch child, it's a little more of a cute, innocent obsession that's very blunt and honest. And so another thing that children have that we don't as much is this uh how much they look up to their parents because they're completely dependent on them and i know a child will believe something that a parent says as a joke and think it's actually true like say oh 
yeah, the moon is made of cheese. Ha ha. They'll be like, telling all their friends, did you know that the moon is made of cheese? And if they're processing anything, it won't just be, what do I believe about this? Um, how does it appear to be? But also how my parents acted in, in this uh, situation or what do they think about it? So parents are going to feature a lot and they talk about what they think about. Mm. Yeah, because I can just think of, you know, myself as a child, you know, things that I say or, you know, or, or, or things I believed or just things I, I said or believed you know, because I heard my parents talk about them. And I hear my, you know, my dad or my mom say some, some line of, of wisdom or say something about life. And, you know, there I was, you know, you know a couple days later, repeating it to my friends and, and embracing it, even when children don't at times like their parents that parent in their worldview is still deeply influencing, influencing that child. Um, you know, and, and not just, you know, not just their beliefs, but, you know, as you said, also, also the jokes they make, the type of humor of the parents often rubs off on the child, the way that they speak, you know, will tend to rub off on children. Children are always going to be individuals who are distinct from their parents, but they're also going to be deeply influenced by who their parents are and who their role models are. Absolutely. So moving right along, what do you guys find helps you get into the mind of a child when writing them in your own stories? To be completely honest, I don't write about many children below the age of 13 because they scare me in real life as well as in fiction. Um, So I don't have much of an answer for this one. I guess one thing I've done is writing children with a simple worldview. I don't write children much, but just occasionally. For instance, I have uh, one of my characters when he's like six or so, uh, he's trying to save someone's life. And he being six doesn't really understand death um, or medicine or anything. And so he just has this really simplistic view of, of how he's going to approach this. In fact, he's even like trying to learn some complex way of healing people that's completely impossible. But he's just like, oh, I can do it because he has such a simple mindset and doesn't understand the world very well. Mm, Same for me. I have not written much about children. And I think it's because I definitely have a heart more for um, delving into young adult issues and being able to write about them from their perspective of life. Um, But I was just thinking about the importance of children in fiction. And how, so children are super impressionable. And there's the phrase that says faith like a child, because we kind of mentioned that a little bit, um, just how they, you know, look at their environment. They, They are influenced by the people that they are around and they wholeheartedly embrace what the people around them are saying and doing. Um, But I think that thinking about it, write more about children if there was a place for that simple like perspective and um, just needing to have that that contrast of a child like faith compared to, you know, what we struggle with. We we struggle against our logic more than children will. Um, So just like having that contrast. Um, But as far as just writing children into fiction, I think Basically, one one answer is just to to watch children 
um, be around them more. If you want to get into the mind of a child, have conversations with them. Children love to talk to people. Well, most of them, there are some children that are closed off. I was more of a shy child. I wouldn't talk to every adult, especially if they were big, scary and had a beard. I probably would not talk to everybody, um, but just talk to children. I mean, you'll you'll find out their randomness. You'll you'll see their quirks and their their children have huge personalities um, and how affectionate and dramatic they are. So just being around children is really going to help you get into that mindset. And remember just how simplistically, like Jace was saying, that they think. So that's probably my number one tip, just be around them. I do like your point about them being dramatic. When they're telling a story, they'll often tell it to to the extreme. When they are angry with someone, you know, they'll take extreme actions, you know, punch or your kick or whatever, you know, and there's a lack of moderation, which which can tend to lead to them being being quite dramatic. One last point is that I remember when I was much younger that there's actually uh, a lot around male and female relationships when you're really young. And that normally comes out in writing with the teens and the adults, but it, it's, it's still there. It's just an entirely different story. So generally what you're going to see is either like antagonism or this kind of like awkward trying to figure out the other gender. So that'll either be like, you know, the boys keeping the girls out of the tree fort. That will happen all the time. And, uh, or the other extreme would be, the boy who hangs out with girls all the time, or uh, the, the, the Tom girl. It, it's something I think that children will think about a lot. Mm. I did have a question for you guys as I was thinking about this. Do you think that we should see more children figures in fiction? Because I know when I read a lot of young adults, I think when I was thinking about where I see children in fiction, I do see a lot more in, in some of the classics that I've read. Um, and not so much in young adult, of course, because the young adult is focused on the young adult. But do you think we should see more children in fiction and why or why not? I absolutely think we, we should see more children in, in fiction. We don't currently see as, as many as we should. Um, part of my inspiration, actually, for, for suggesting this, uh, this podcast topic um, is, uh, is an article that uh, Rose Scheffler, um, one, of, uh, one of our writing team members, wrote. And... Uh, at the time we're recording this, it's it's not out. By the time this gets published, uh, the article "Stop Pretending Children Don't Exist in Your Story World" will be like. I mean, maybe Grace, you can link that in the show notes. But the whole article is basically saying we should have more children in our stories because that's realistic, and I definitely 100% agree with her on that. I think obviously there's children's fiction and middle grade that just focuses on children, but in adult literature, there's a huge deficit of children. Uh, and the, the great shame of that is, is not just that they're not represented, but then that means that you don't get parent-child relationships, which is a huge part of life, but, but hardly ever, hardly anybody writes about it. And uh, so if you're out there and that's an exciting topic for you, go write about it because it's a great niche. Thanks for joining me, you guys, and thank you listeners for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about each of the panelists on today's episode at storyembers.org slash about. Be sure to check out Rose Scheffler's article that inspired this episode at the link in this episode's description. Also, shout out to Taylor Clawston and Michael Stanton for their support on our Patreon. Your support means so much as we strive to better guide and inspire Christian storytellers. Finally, we're planning something special at Story Embers for the end of May, so keep your eyes peeled and make sure to join me again on May 30th for a special episode of the Story Embers podcast.